Good evening. This is another episode of the BB Chronicles. It is Sunday evening, September the 24th of the year 2023. While doing this recap and overreactions podcast for Sunday's NFL action, I am currently doing this literally in the middle of the Pittsburgh Las Vegas Raiders game, the Sunday night game, which uh, the Steelers are up 13 to 7 at the beginning of this. There's less than two minutes to go before the half. But I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to wait for this game to be over. I didn't want to wait till after 1030 to make this shit or hell by 11 o'clock to start with this overreactions and recap podcast because a lot of stuff went down today. A lot, a lot of stuff. And I don't think the Raiders Steelers game is going to generate a shit ton of headlines unless the Steelers lose, of course. And I, I think they'll be fine. Kenny Pickett, other than his, other than what was it, over like 60, 70 yard touchdown pass, I think it was that he had. Other than that, he, I mean, it's still the same. It's kind of the still, it's kind of still the same old, same old with the Steelers offense. And the Raiders offense is not going to generate a whole lot of buzz. They're not going to do a whole lot. I'll tell you that. Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, that's that. But today did have a lot of a-, a lot of action. There was a lot of stuff that went down today. A whole lot of upsets today. Oh, it was upsets. A- and it wasn't just your typical upsets. It was bottom dwellers. Typical bottom dwellers beating up on, beating up on really good teams or at least we thought. Who knows? It was a crazy day. The Jacksonville Jaguars upset by the Houston Texans. The Dallas Cowboys upset by the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I'm going to get to that one. The Baltimore Ravens in overtime upset by the Indianapolis Colts with with literally Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Rough day it was. It was a day of beatdowns. The Miami Dolphins put on a historic beating on the Denver Broncos already torturous season 70 to 20 70 points guys I know in, I know if you're a big college football fan it's like okay whatever it's a, it's a big game no 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 team has scored that much points since the year 1966 my grandmother was 6 at that time that's how long ago this was the buffalo bills put an ass whooping to the washington commanders at least they literally they did it to them late in the game after letting them hang around for three quarters. The Kansas City Chiefs put a ass whooping on the Chicago Bears, as they should have. The Bears were trending in the in a total different direction than anybody else. And I think they're the worst team in football. It it was it was a lot of stuff that went down. The Raven uh, excuse me, the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Charger, the Chargers in a must win game for both of them with both teams staring at a potential 0-3 start with a lot of questions a lot of potential but a lot of question marks on on both sides and the Chargers were able to edge them out in a game that I believe nobody deserved to win (laughs) neither team deserved to win somebody had to someone had had to end up winning this game but it's like neither of them deserved it the New York Jets their season goes from bad to worse it continues it can it just continues. The misery continues for Jets fans. It feels like they've played six weeks and they're one and five. 
they're only one and two, but that's just the vibe right now. The Patriots were able to pick up their first win. The Lions in a game in a game that I believed was a close one against the Atlanta Falcons were able to edge. I'm not even gonna say edge them out. They, 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 they were the stronger team. They were much better. Atlanta looks a whole lot different when they they cannot run the ball. That impressed me so much. Um, what else? What else? I already said about Denver. Oh, the Cleveland Browns beat the living daylight out of the Tennessee Titans. Go figure. Go figure. Deshaun Watson arguably has his best game as a Cleveland Brown. And, and it, it's not even close. If he plays like that, and you're talking about a Tennessee Titans defense that has been impressive so far this season, Watson continues to play like that, and the Browns are able to moderately run the ball efficiently. Ooh, the Browns are not to be fucked with. And yeah, that should be it for now. Obviously, we have a Monday night doubleheader yesterday. A doubleheader again. I'm I'm not a big fan of the doubleheaders, but oh well. Between the uh, the Buccaneers and the Eagles in Tampa, I believe. And you have the Rams visiting Cincinnati to take on the Bengals in a game that I, I, nobody really knows if Joe Burrow will be playing or not. The Seattle Seahawks were able to get a big dub today. I'm still worried about their defense. Sam Darnold was able to have some success. Uh, Sam Darnold. Andy Dalton, who was in who was starting in place for uh, Bryce Young for Carolina. He was able to have some success today, but eventually Cleve- uh, Cleveland, Seattle's offense was able to prevail. I'm trying to go. I don't know why I'm I'm talking so fast, but it's whatever. I guess I'm, I'm either very excited or who knows. But yeah, let's get started. Before I get to the overreactions for the day, I'm going to recap the major upsets that occurred today and where the teams stand, including the underdogs and the major players that were supposed to have won these games convincingly. Obviously, it's just three games. And the first one I'm going to get to is the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. I mean, where do you start with this team? America's team loses 28-16. to 16. My beloved Dallas Cowboys. Look, the Arizona Cardinals pulled off a major upset. A major upset. They were an 11-point underdog. 11-12 point underdog in this game. Nobody gave them a shot. I didn't give them a shot. They, they played well. They played well. They are a well-coached team. That was my biggest takeaway out of the Arizona Cardinals. They came into this game 0-2. They came into this game... Having played so well in their first two games against the Commanders and Giants, not being able to quite put them away. I don't know if that's the best they're going to play all year. That that might be the best they're going to play all year. They're a well-coached team. See, the difference between them and other shit teams I've seen in the past is they're actually very well-coached. You can tell. It's not even just they play hard. You can tell there's something there still. Now, these guys look like I mean, these guys look like a juggernaut out there to compare to Dallas today, unfortunately. But they're we- they're very well coached. They didn't look. They didn't. I don't believe they even turned the ball over in this game. 
I don't yeah, I, I don't believe they ended up turning the ball over at all in this game. They made big plays, ran the ball well. They did everything they had. To, I mean, they did everything well. I mean, they took care of the football. Didn't miss I mean, they weren't out there missing field goals. They played a clean game. They weren't getting penalized a whole lot compared to Dallas. Defensively, they they were really, really good in the red zone. I mean, what what else do you expect? They made some big plays on third down. I mean, that that that's crazy. When you're an underdog like that and making big plays on third down, they made Dallas look average. They didn't even play this well against Washington and the Giants. And Dallas already smoked the Giants 40 to nothing. It, it was a spectacular performance by the Arizona Cardinals. But obviously, I'm not here to talk about the Cardinals a whole lot. Very well coached team. I think they, I underestimated them. Mostly because I didn't think Gannon was going to come here and literally change the culture that quick. Look, they need players, okay? I can tell that's the one thing. They need they need more players. They need to get healthier, but they need dogs out there. But overall, you can tell this is this is not going to be some tank job that we expected. That couldn't have been any more wrong. They've played well these first three weeks. I got to give it out to the Cardinals. Now, on the other side, the Dallas Cowboys. Look, I'm not about to start sitting here and say overreaction... They're not a Super Bowl contender, all this stuff. It's week three of the NFL season. The Dallas Cowboys literally got punched in them. They got punched in the mouth today. They were not the better team. They looked like they were playing a preseason game. Nothing was going well. Literally nothing went well. Besides the run game in good portions of this game, the offense stepped it up in the second half. And, you know, they did move the ball a lot, a whole lot better. 13 penalties for 107 yards. 107 yards worth of penalties. I mean, it, it couldn't have been uglier. They came into this, they came into this game with their starting center out. They came out, they came into this game with Zach Martin, their guard out, their top guard out. They came into this game without Tyron Smith. It, it, that alone, you can easily tell the, the impact. Trayvon Diggs who I could have made a podcast alone um, on his ACL injury that happened. I literally was getting bombarded with messages about his ACL injury. It was very unfortunate. But, I mean, the season goes on. No one, no one's crying us a river, as, as unfortunate as it is. And I just wish nothing but a speedy recovery for the guy. But the secondary looked rough, too. The defense looked rough. They they couldn't stop the run. They got torched in the run game. As a matter of fact, they gave up two hundred and twenty two rushing yards to the Cardinals. Not not to not let's don't get it twisted. They they have a lot of talent at running back, but yikes! That's that's very very sad of a performance that the Dallas Cowboys put on. It, it was just the red zone performance was awful. It, I, I gave them a pass in week two because I said, okay, we're already winning this game convincingly. I, I don't expect, I don't, I don't really care too much that they're not 
putting in touchdowns and just putting in field goals. Well, in this game, they were supposed to get touchdowns, not field goals. And they were so underwhelming in the red zone. It was so underwhelming to see. Against the Arizona Cardinals. If this was against the 49ers, I would have understood this. If this was against the Chiefs, maybe. If this was against the Dolphins. No, no, no. Against the Cardinals. They couldn't get in the re- they couldn't get in the red zone. I mean in the end zone. I was pleased to see how they move the ball. No, like for real. They I'm pleased to see how well they do move the ball. At the end of the day, you have to get seven points. They had to settle for three field goals today. Once they went for it on fourth down, deep in the dip deep in the red zone, and they didn't get in. And then on uh on one of their last possessions, Dak Prescott gets intercepted. And and, and Dak Prescott, yes, the interception was just it, it was unfortunate, okay? It's like it's every cowboy hater's dream. They already play like shit. They're already about to they're getting ready to almost lose. And Dak Prescott throws the icing on the cake right there. Now that he really gives him more, now he gives haters even more of an excuse to have the talk. It was a tough day. The entire team, the entire team did nothing. They showed nothing. They didn't deserve to win. Mike McCarthy's play calling in the red zone is very was very questionable. The only positive thing I remembered about this game for Dallas was they ran the ball well. They did run the ball well. They had success running the ball. Dak statistically didn't have a, a shit game either. But interception deep in the red zone, it's just not going to cut it. The offensive line did look rough as well with all the injuries. Rough game. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Joshua Dobbs looked like a superstar out there compared to Dak Prescott. Compared to that, really. I mean, anytime you lose to an underdog like that, you had to play like dog shit, and the other team just literally had to play lights out. A, a, a whole lot of stuff were not going well for Dallas. It just was not their day. Joshua Dobbs threw for 189. He only missed four throws. I mean, the big plays and big plays and uh, big play after big play, it, it was it was rough. Hollywood Brown looked like a superstar. It's like he's gone every week. It's And, and look, he, he went off. 61 yards. It looked like he had 160 yards today. James Conner had 98 yards. It looked like he put 200 yards. It was that kind of day. It was rough. Ron, Rondale Moore put up 54 yards in a touchdown as well. I will say this. The Cardinals, I don't care how bad they are. I don't care how good they are. They've always had Dallas's number. If I'm not wrong, I think they've won five. No, I think they've won six out of the last seven games against Dallas. I don't know dating back how long, but I believe the Cardinals have won six of the last seven against the Cowboys. They've always had our number. Always had our fucking number. I don't know why. They've always had our fucking number. Hell, I'll say even back to the late 90s, they've had our our number. This, This organization, for some reason, has a curse on us. After all the years we kicked their ass in the 90s, they seem to just, like, fucking get get us every time. Respect to the Cardinals, though. The Cowboys, look, they'll be fine. They have to get healthy, first things first. Their offensive line depth got exposed today. The Cowboys will be fine. But the Super I'm glad I'm look, I'm glad they lost this game early. The last thing I need is this Cowboys team to get over in their heads, five and 6 and 7 and I mean the target on their back is just gonna get bigger and bigger. The expectation's just gonna skyrocket over and over and over. 
I that's fine. That's fine, but that this loss specifically it has it had to happen now. It has to happen now. The last thing I need is this Cowboys team to go into the playoffs literally unbeatable, invincible, and then have such a big target on their backs. Now they can kind of fucking they eat, a, eat some humble pie, get ready for next week, and, and just understand somebody is going to beat you. Everyone's coming for you. You're not only good, but you're the Cowboys. You have to, They have to understand that. And they didn't come ready to play. They thought this was a guaranteed W. I think even I did. This is it. Good teams always need this. It's a reminder in the NFL. You're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. You never know when it's going to come. And it came for Dallas today. Fortunately for me as a Cowboy fan, we're not the only. We're not going to be the only talk of the day. The Jacksonville Jaguars got their asses whooped by the Houston Texans. I did not see that coming. I saw maybe Houston making this a close game. Jacksonville hasn't looked so hot these first two weeks. I didn't expect this shit, though. I didn't expect Trevor Lawrence to get outdueled by C.J. Stroud, a rookie in his, a rookie making his third start in the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars um, I don't want to say they're overrated, but last week I did. Last week I said the Jaguars maybe they're not a joke, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are not the team we're, we're hyping them up to be. They're not the team we're wanting them to be. We want Trevor Lawrence and his Jaguars team to be up there with the Bills, with the Chiefs, with the Dolphins. Really, we we want we want this team to be up up there with those guys, and and Trevor Lawrence to be up with the upper el- upper echelon of quarterbacks. But so far this season, Tua Tagovailoa is outplaying him. He is Trevor Lawrence is not even doesn't even look like a top five quarterback in that conference. It, it's it's awful right now for the Jaguars. They're one and two now. They're one and two. The the Indianapolis Colts are the number one team in this division right now. I mean, according to the standings, of course. But the Jaguars to lose 37 to 17 today. That's horrible. And, and don't get me wrong, with the Houston Texans, maybe I, I think they're on the come up. They found their franchise quarterback. But to lose 37 to 17 to a Houston Texans team who came with a banged up secondary, four starters on their offensive line out. I mean, that was already a big deal for Houston coming into this game. How badly O-line has played. And to and to beat the shit out of the Jaguars like the way they did. I mean, eight. I think it was eight starters that were out for Houston today. And for Jacksonville to get done like that. I mean, it, I'm telling you, it's just as bad as what Dallas had to go through today. It was awful. It's really, really bad. Um, Their, their inability to get... Out of the third down situation, I mean, their their inability to not convert on third down was a huge problem. Two turnovers, two turnovers. Houston played a clean game. When you're an underdog, you have to do that. Jacksonville messes. Jacksonville ended up messing themselves up. They dug themselves in a hole. First of all, they were down seventeen to nothing going into the half. It, it's just not the the Jaguars are just not the team we expected them to be. 
we want this team to be a, a, a top dog in this conference, but they're not. That's the reality. And, and a lot of people are going to defend them saying, oh, well, they had to go through adversity last year. They started off, uh, what was it, 1-6, 1-7? Yeah, but last year, they were coming off a shit season. As a matter of fact, they were coming off of two straight seasons where they were the number one, where they ended up with the number one pick. They're not coming off from being the number one pick and having the worst record in the league. They're coming off from barely losing in the divisional round to Kansas City. This is unacceptable if, if you're the Jaguars. At least Dallas is 2-1. and one. The Jaguars are under 500 three weeks in after they were uh, X-factor in this conference, after they were expected to be a trendy uh, contender in this conference. After I, I, even I said, this division is a lock for them. It's theirs to lose. And right now, they're, they're, they're going to dig themselves in a hole. Trevor Lawrence was outdueled by a rookie quarterback who, by the look, C.J. Stroud was great. Had two touchdowns, 118 passer rating. He is him. He, he's already the early candidate to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But their defense, not being able to do anything to this Texans, to this Texans offense, they couldn't sack C.J. Stroud at all. C.J. Stroud was sacked zero times today. Zero times the Jaguars were able to get to C.J. Stroud. The secondary was bad as well. It was a horrible, horrible game for the Jaguars. At home, I think they were getting booed by their own, by their own fans at the half. This is rough. The Jaguars, another tough start to just like last year, I mean, things have got to change. Things have got to change. It's still early in the year, thankfully, but no one. It's one thing to lose a three-point game. It's one thing, but it's to get to get beat by twenty to the team who was in last place last year in the division. Who still, I mean, we still don't even are not taking serious to even make the playoffs. That's uh, that's noteworthy. The Houston Texans, though. They did find their franchise quarterback, and I and and what a way to do it. A lot of times you'll, you'll see a quarterback, a young one like him, like uh, C.J. Stroud, have an unbelievable performance and maybe still lose the game. No, they they dominated. They dominated. Dell with forty one hundred forty five uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. Woods and Pierce were getting involved. It it was a great day for it was a great day for CJ Stroud and and it's a great day for the Houston Houston Texans organization and their fan base. They deserve this. Uh, they've been like one of the worst teams in this decade. Hell, they might be the worst team this decade so far, but pretty soon they won't. They have a franchise quarterback. There's a lot of teams who can't say that. Cough cough the Jets. So yeah, that's that. It it was a, it was a big upset. There was another one as well. And that was the Indianapolis Colts going to Baltimore in overtime, defeating the Baltimore Ravens uh, 22 to 19. Gardner Minshew was starting in place of Anthony Richardson, who was out with a concussion. And the Colts are two and one. The Colts are first place in the AFC South. Would you believe it? The Colts, I'm not going to lie, the Colts should be one of the surprises of those. Of the early season so far. 
Even the game they lost, uh, week one opener to Jacksonville, they lost that game barely. They had a good a good opportunity to end up winning that game too. They have looked sharp. Oh, uh, sharp! They've looked well. Their defense has played well. They gave they gave the Ravens a whole lot of problems in this game. Their pass, um, the Colts' pass defense was awesome. Their run game has been better than what everyone had anticipated. Including me. It, it was a Gardner. The Gardner Minshew wasn't lights out. Okay, he had his fair share of miscues today, mistakes you could say. But they did more than enough. And when you're an underdog, you have to do more than enough. No one's no one's judging you by how pretty you win. It's it's just winning. It's just winning. That's how you turn it around. And to win in overtime again to win in overtime you would figure going into overtime the team with the better quarterback wins but gutsy win for the Colts they were able to pull it off in a game that after in overtime I was like okay these teams are not look these offenses in general don't even look good they it felt like the ball was around midfield the entire overtime period but the Colts had a hell of a game 139 rushing yards again these are not the kind of these were not the kind of numbers I was expecting for the Colts' season, especially without Jonathan Taylor. Um, but they did well. They they, they had, I don't want to say the control, but they had a good amount of uh, time of possession. They didn't miss a single field goal. They went five for five. They were able to they were able to put some pressure on Lamar Jackson. They were on him the, the entire game. And they were on their receivers the entire game. They didn't let the receivers make any big plays of Baltimore. Garner Minshew came what he had to do, and that's help help him win the game. That's literally what they did. Zach Moss had 122 rushing yards on 30 carries. Everyone's stepping it up right now for the Colts. This is this was uh, this was as good as a start as you can get. As for the Ravens, they're two and one. One thing I've noticed about these first three weeks for Baltimore, and you know Baltimore obviously was coming off really good wins, but I felt like. After I watched them in week one against Houston, and then I watched them against Cincinnati, but then I watched them today, and I, and I, one thing that stood out to me is they play below their competition. They will play up below their competition. I'm noticing that. They played Cincinnati, and they play them well. And, and who knows? Yeah, Cincinnati's obviously, obviously Cincinnati has not gotten off to the best start, but they're, they're as talented as you can get in this entire league. But they've they struggled against Houston at least early on, and they really struggled against the Colts at home also. Let, let's not forget that. The Baltimore Ravens look. I'll give them a pass. Well, not for the not for the loss, but look, they do they do have a shit ton of injuries. They came into this game with everyone hurt. It almost felt like. But th- that's the thing. They they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get healthy. Lamar Jackson cannot literally have to carry this team on his shoulders because that's kind of what he ended up doing today, didn't he? He had 202 yards passing, and he led the team in rushing. He had 101 rushing yards today, and that's literally what kept them in this game. Not that Gus Edwards didn't have a hell of a game, but he had 51 He had fifty-one yards on 11 carries, but he ended up having to go out, I believe. And that's that's been literally the story of the Ravens the last two seasons. They have unfortunate injuries. The running back position especially. 
and that's that's what's going to keep Baltimore from uh, from being the elite team they're hoping to be. They're going to continue to be good. The Ravens will continue to be good, but if they want to be elite, they they've got to get healthy. And it feels like it's always a star player that's end up that ends up getting injured. It sucks. It sucks if you're a Ravens fan. But they did have they they had their miscues today. They needed their receivers to step up today. They couldn't. And you know Lamar Jackson was under fire the whole game. It was tough. The Colts and the Colts did have guys step up again. Moss did. Michael Pittman had some great catches today. He had 77 yards today. It felt like he had more. Josh Downs ended up having 57. Uh, receiving yards on eight care uh, on eight uh, receptions. So, look, Baltimore will be fine, but that is the moral for the Ravens. They have to get healthy. That's what's gonna that will help them become elite, reach that level they're trying to be, and that's to uh, get deep in the playoffs, go to a Super Bowl. Until until this stops happening, until these injuries stop happening, they're not gonna be in a good spot. So that's that. That was me recapping the injuries. Now I'm about to do what well, I'm not about to do. I'm about to get to my overreactions for the day. The Chiefs, Dolphins, and Bills are the three best teams in the AFC, and they've separated themselves. I don't think that is an overreaction necessarily. The Dolphins have looked like the best team in football now the last three weeks. They put on an ass-whooping of epic proportions on the Denver Broncos, the sorry-ass Broncos. It was a rough week for Colorado football. Colorado, Buffalo gets destroyed. That's the, the nicest way to say it on Saturday to Oregon. And the Broncos, I mean, they, they shouldn't be allowed to come back to Denver after what just happened to the Dolphins, against the Dolphins. The Chiefs did what they had to do to the Bears. I mean, yeah, to the Bears and the Bills. Did what they had to do to the Commanders. And actually, that one was very impressive. Considering the Commanders were supposed... I thought the Commanders were going to give them a hard game. They've separated themselves, guys, from the pack. They've separated themselves. Especially, especially, especially on the same day where the Ravens and the Jaguars end up losing. End up getting upset. It shows you there's levels to it. It shows you those are the three best teams right now. And then right below them are the Ravens and Jaguars, who on their best day can give you hell. Hell, they could even beat you. But they're not consistent enough. Maybe they're not healthy enough. Maybe the quarterback plays inconsistent. But with the Chiefs, Bills, and Dolphins, oh, they've been consistent, all right. Now, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs have lost, okay? They lost in week one. But, the I mean, if you saw what you saw today from the Chiefs, pure domination, it's the Chiefs is one of those teams you're unless they don't reach the playoffs they will not I mean they will always be favored they will always be given a chance those are the three best teams in the conference it's just unfortunate for the Bills and Dolphins that they play in the same division that is going to be a a slobber knocker the day they have to play it's it's going to be awesome the Miami Dolphins I think they're the best team in football I don't is that a, I don't think that's an overreaction. They are the best team in football. When you put up 70 points, I don't care who you're playing. When you're putting up 70 points like nothing without Jalen Waddle out there, that's scary. They can run the ball now. That is scary to watch. And they do it so effortlessly, effort um effortlessly now. 
That is scary to watch. With a really good defense, a great defensive coordinator, and Vic Fangio. This team is, oh my goodness, this team. Tua Tagovailoa looks like Dan Marino. As a a matter of fact, is this an overreaction? Correct me if I'm wrong. Tua might be the front runner for MVP. I don't think that's crazy to think. I don't think that's crazy to think. Tua might be a front runner right now for MVP. We're only three weeks in, okay? Last year, I said, ah, oh, he's a system quarterback. It's whatever. It's what. No, he, he, he looks awesome. I believe he, I don't think he missed a throw in the first half. I think he was like 16 or 17. He's like 17 for 17 in the first half. What, what the. What the Dolphins did to the Broncos, they should be arrested for it. That's how bad they, they did the Broncos today. They whooped them by 50. They gave them a 50-point beatdown. It, it's, whew. It, the Dolphins are just on a class of their own right now, it seems like. No, no, don't get me wrong. I think the Bills and Chiefs are right up there with them. If not, hell, even better. But the Dolphins, I thought their, their 3-0 start last year was epic. Right now, they look even scarier right now. If there was style wins in the NFL, that is one. Oh, that is going to get everyone's attention. That They're definitely going to be put up there number one in the power rankings for sure, especially after Dallas's putrid performance today. 726 yards by the Dolphins today of offense. 726. That looks fake. That looks like something that... Patrick Mahomes' Texas Tech teams did back in the mid-2010s. That looks like something that Geno Smith and uh, Tavon Austin did back in 2012 at West Virginia. 726 yards of offense in an NFL game, guys. They outgained the, they outgained the fucking Broncos by almost 350 yards today. They Again, the fact that they're running the ball so well is what's awesome. 350 rushing yards. They outgained, they outrushed the Broncos 350 to 69. 350. That most teams can't even get that much passing yards in a week. 350. Jesus Christ. They won the time of possession battle. Five for nine on third down. The big play. I mean, they literally average 13 yards per. 13 yards per carry. I mean, 13 yards per, um, I don't want to say, per attempt. It was, oh my goodness. Tua Tagovailoa had 155 passer rating. I wonder what the NFL record is, actually, for highest passer, for highest passer rating in a game for a quarterback. Devin, uh, Devon Achini, Achini. I don't know how to say his last name very well. I, I always fuck up with this shit. 203 rushing yards on two touchdowns. And Raheem Mostert with 82, 82 rushing yards on 13 carries. Three rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown to top it off. 60 receiving yards for Mostert. The Raheem Mostert and uh, Achani game. Achani game. How the, fuck do, how the fuck do I say his last name? But I'll, I will eventually if he keeps putting on performances like this. Tyreek Hill, uh, n- n- nothing crazy, just nine, ca- nine receptions and 157 yards and a touchdown. Nothing crazy. Oh, my goodness. These Miami Dolphins are scary. 
I, I wouldn't give him any credit last year, but I'm, I'm aware of him. I'm aware of him. Great performance by the Dolphins. Denver Broncos. Hey, they're going to have a lot of people fired in Denver. Sean Payton, I did not think he was going to start off 0-3. Look, I said those first two games, they had to win those two because then shit was going to get hard, and it just did. He, his, team, his team gets an ass whooping by 50. Look, the Broncos last year was the year they should have played well. I mean, la- okay, last year was the year Russell Wilson should have played well. That sounds like awfully basic, but I'm, I'm being serious. Their defense was actually nice last year and the year before that. They stink. They're actually the worst ranked defense now in the league. Even worse than Seattle, even worse than the Chargers. They're the worst defense in the league now. It was so bad. They, they couldn't stop the passing game. They couldn't stop the run game. They couldn't stop anything. And Russell Wilson looked average. The whole I mean, they're worried about Russell Wilson in Denver. They got bigger problems now. At least last year, they, I mean, Wilson was the perfect scapegoat because they did lose a lot of close games. They couldn't score. They got other problems now. They got more worse problems in Denver now than just Russell Wilson and his insane contract. They have so many other problems and they look like one of the worst teams in football. As a matter of fact, they might be the worst team in the AFC right now. As a matter of fact, they are the worst team, I think, in the AFC right now. If, if Cincinnati wins tomorrow, and, I, and I'm believing they could, they are the worst team in the AFC right now. That is sad. And they, I believe they play the Bears next week, who is the worst team in the NFC. That is going to be one of the most insane games for the wrong reasons. Oh, and speaking of the Bears, did I mention how bad they got their ass beat by the Chiefs? Again, because I'm talking about um, these three teams standing out. The Bears looked awful. Um, Look, I'm only going to talk about these. I'm only going to talk about these guys because the Bears were so bad that. Look, I I, I expected them to be bad, okay? I, I can't say too much because they were already the talk of the league for the wrong reasons for the last. I mean, since the season started. And their awful performance to begin the year against Green Bay. They look bad. They, they're awful. They, they have nothing to show for on offense. Their defense is... I mean, their defense looks lost out there. They thought they had themselves a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. And they don't. They lose 41-10. to 10. And I mean, they get outplayed in every... Look, anytime you lose to the Chiefs, it's no... Uh, it's nothing crazy, but they they had no fight out there. They got outgained by over two fifty yards. They had, as a matter of fact, Justin Fields didn't even hit a hundred passing yards today. Justin Fields didn't even have a hundred passing yards today. How how is you how are you supposed to have a franchise quarterback that's only throwing ninety nine passing yards? It's just I don't know how you're gonna do it. Somebody's somebody's got to go in Green. I mean Green Bay. Somebody's got to go in Chicago. Somebody's got to go. You're, you, I'm watching C.J. Stroud put him put on great performances to start off the season. Three, he's made three NFL starts, and you got Justin Fields who has had more than enough time already in the league, and and he can't get anything out. I mean, this team in general is bad. This this entire team is awful. And it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna fly with bears with the bears fan base. Changes will end up having to come. 
a lot sooner than expected. This team could end up with the number one pick. The Chicago Bears are in line for the number one pick right now. And, uh, whew. Caleb Williams, is. Uh, you better consider going back to college, buddy. I, I don't think you want any of that. I don't think you want, I don't think you want to be in Chicago. Just terrible, terrible performance by the Bears. They are the worst team in football. And it, actually, they're, yeah, they are the worst team in football. The Broncos are competing with them in second. As a matter of fact, we'll find out next week who really is the worst team in football right now. It ain't, it ain't the Cardinals. It ain't the Colts. It ain't the Texans. I hate to say it, but it's probably not the Jets either. Terrible, terrible. But yeah, I didn't want to talk too much about the the bottom dwellers of the league right now. The winless teams of the league right now. Here's an overreaction for y'all. Brandon Staley is still on the hot seat. Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, is still on the hot seat. His Los Angeles Chargers today are coming off of, they were coming into this game 0-2, losing two very close games that, they again, they probably shouldn't have, but they lost them anyway. They barely lost to the Dolphins, who look like the best team in football right now. And then they lost to the Tennessee Titans, who were irrelevant today in any shape or form against the Cleveland Browns. So they were playing a team that's 0-2 in the Minnesota Vikings. They won. They won. They, they they won. Somebody had to win, and they ended up taking the dub. They won 28-24. to 24. But that doesn't save Brandon Staley's job. They literally were begging to lose this game. Both teams did not deserve to win this game. It was a laughing stock. Look, these teams are not bad teams. But these teams are the definition of what, what could go wrong will go wrong. I mean, these teams literally did not... They didn't prove anybody anything different. At least if one of these teams had blown each other out, put on a great performance, okay, you stand out, you're a lot better, you stepped it up. No, they, they literally, it was like scripted. The game was literally scripted. They, neither team broke away. It was just, it was back and forth drama that didn't have to be. And the Los Angeles Chargers, yes, they came away with the win. But Brandon Staley almost gave this game away. So late in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, they're up 28 to 24. How many minutes were there? Shit, I should have checked. I forgot how much minutes there were left in this. I think there was only... I'm I'm trying to... There probably only had to be like a minute left. Maybe two minutes. I think a minute. Fourth and one. They're back at their 20-something yard line. They're in their own their own side of the the field. And they go for it. Instead of punting the ball away, giving giving the Vikings a long field. I don't I remember how many minutes were in this game. I swear to God, I don't remember how much minutes were in this game when that happened. Instead of giving these guys a long field, they they go for it. They don't get it. And they give the Vikings a short field. And if it wasn't for the Minnesota Vikings. Awful miscues, which led to terror. I mean, it was terrible clock management. Like terrible, terrible clock management. The Chargers were gonna lose this game. I, I said to myself when they did not get that first down, I'm like, they're they're gonna lose this game. They're gonna lose this game. The Vikings. 
I can see this already. They're going to give it to Jefferson or Hawkinson. And that didn't obviously happen, but that was rough. That was rough. At the end of the day, yes, they got the win. but And maybe I'm, I'm saying too much that I probably shouldn't. It's probably not a big deal. But I know that's, that's the point of the overreaction. I just don't think Brandon Staley, just because he got the win, just because the team won, I don't think he shouldn't be allowed back on that plane. But I'm not saying... I'm just not saying that he's the guy. He, Brandon Staley is just not the guy. He, he's not the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers going forward. He shouldn't be. He should not be the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers going forward. This is, this is another team that should be elite, should be great. They're just good, and that's rough to see. It's, it's tough. Justin Herbert, by the way. What a hell of a performance. 405 yards today. 40 for 47. For 405 yards, three touchdowns, 123 pass rating. Unbelievable performance today. Kirk Cousins as well. 367 yards, three touchdowns. He ended up he ended up having a pick though. The Minnesota Vikings kind of did shoot themselves in the foot with their turnovers. They were only 4 for 14 on third down. Again, terrible miscues. But look, the Chargers, Brandon Staley, look, they have to get healthier. They have to get a little bit healthier. They need Austin Eckler back out there because their run game has been awful recently. They only had 30 rushing yards today. Oh, wow. That, only 30 rushing yards. The Minnesota Vikings, by the way, a team who has struggled running the ball so far all year, Literally put up 130 on their asses today. Now, the Chargers, look, it was a great mismatch. I mean, it was a great matchup, a weird one, because you had the Chargers run defense, which which has been historically bad the last couple years, and the Minnesota Vikings run game, which has been non-existent this season, going head-to-head, and the Vikings running game looked awesome. (laughs) Alexander Madison almost had 100 rushing yards in this game. But... The Chargers pass, look, the Chargers defense still looks awful. Not much has seemed to improve. They still can't stop the run. They still can't stop the pass. They can't get to the quarterback. It's tough. And look, they did get to the quarterback more in this game. I know everybody's going to say, no, they did. They sacked Cousins four times. Yes, they did. The Vikings offensive line was awful today. And all the injuries have been piling up on them as well. But it, thankfully, if it wasn't, if it was not for Justin Herbert, if it wasn't for Keenan Allen's two hundred and fifteen receiving yards, if it wasn't for Mike Williams' one hundred and twenty-one receiving yards. By the way, I think he ended up leaving the game. I, I, man, it's always it's always got to be somebody with the Chargers too. I hope he gets. I hope he, he's healthy. If it wasn't for those guys, they'd probably be zero three right now. And Brandon Staley would probably definitely be on the hot seat. But he he he's still on the hot seat for me. He's got to be on the hot seat still. Moving on. As I was talking about the Minnesota Vikings too. They didn't do themselves any favor. Here's another overreaction. Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins? Is he on the... He he, he should be on the trade rumors. on, On the trade block. Now that is a crazy overreaction for sure. Um... Look, they're 0-3. That is, it, it's tough to get back from an 0-3. Uh, 
It really is. It really is. Because you have to literally start being damn near flawless from here on out. They've lost three close games. That's tough. And, and I've seen this happen before. A team will, gotta, will get off to a 1-4, and 1-5 start, losing so many close games. Their defense has not given... Their defense has not done them any favors. There's an art form to winning close games. They did it last year. I think teams have finally caught up this year. But anyway, back to Kirk Cousins. Let's imagine this for a second. The Minnesota Vikings, yeah, they're 0-3 right now. But what if they're 0-4, 0-5, and then they're 0-6? Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's say 0-5. They lose another two close games. Once you're 0-5, I mean, literally, what, what other expectations do you have for the rest of the season? Hell, you, might ha- you, might, you could make a run for the playoffs still. I mean, maybe. You'd have to go 9-3 and to end the year. You start 0-5, you'd have to go 9-3 and to end the year. And that's just a maybe. You, to really guarantee yourself a playoff spot, you'd literally have to be 10-2 and to end the year. I'm not saying that can't be done, but that's a rough one. That's a, that's a lot to ask for. But let's just say they start 0-4, 0-5. Yeah, let's just say 0-5. They lose another two games. Again, that's realistic at this point. Are, are, are you still playing for... Like, what are you playing for at that point if you're 0-5 and you're 0-6 and you know it's... You're probably not just. You're probably not gonna make the playoffs anymore. Justin, you you have Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson on a contract year, and there's already there was already like a lot of stuff, a lot of talk on him maybe not wanting to sign with the team. I'm pretty sure he wants to, but you know, you know with receivers, you never know. But Kirk Cousins specifically, the Vikings, if I'm not wrong. Could trade Kirk Cousins this year and get him for something. <laughs> I know that sounds hilarious. No, I'm being serious. I isn't it isn't this Kirk Cousins' contract year, if I'm wrong? As a matter of fact, I'm gonna look that up. I don't I don't wanna talk about hypotheticals and it's not even like it doesn't even add up. I'm I'm gonna search up his contract. Because if this is if this is indeed his contract year, yeah, this is his contract year. I believe. I'm trying to be a hundred percent sure. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is eligible. To become an unrestricted free agent after um, after this season. So, again, I don't know if this is the same like as NBA rules or whatever, but couldn't the Minnesota Vikings just consider trading him if things start to continue to go south? Trade him, get him for a lot, and just start over. I, and it's not you're not really gonna like re- rebuild. You're kind of reloading. This this team doesn't like talent. They don't suck, okay? They're losing close game after close game. Kirk Cousins has played well. Kirk Cousins has played well. For the most part, at the start of the season. All I'm saying is, Kirk Cousins 
could be a could be a really good quarterback elsewhere right now. I don't know the Jets. I mean, that's literally all I hear. The Jets, I, and I'm being serious. The Jets right now would sell their like the organization and the fan base would sell their soul to get Kirk Cousins right now. The way things are going, and I don't even think it's just the Jets. I think there's other teams right now saying we would rather have Kirk Cousins than what the fuck we have right now. Seriously, that that's not an over that's not a big statement right there. That's that's the truth. There's a lot of organizations right now saying, you know, Kirk Cousins, but especially the Jets. I mean, the Jets are probably the one where he would make the difference. The Minnesota Vikings have to consider that. Because they let the guy walk after the season. First of all, they missed the playoffs and then let him walk. They don't have a franchise quarterback. They don't they're coming off of a non-playoff year. They're coming off a losing season. And now they have... Unless they... Again, you never know with the ebbs and flows of the NFL. But all I'm saying is, unless the Vikings make all that happen and then make some crazy trade in the draft for a Caleb Williams or Drake May, unless something like that happens, what what's the Minnesota Vikings' plan for the future? Because the plan of the season was to compete. But if you're 0-4, 0-5, I mean, are you, how much are you really competing for now? All I'm saying is, I'm sure the Jets, and I don't even know if the Jets trade is, I mean, that possible. What the, what the hell do the Jets have to trade for anyway now? They gave enough resources for Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't know, man. I, I think, he, but there should be some talk about him being on a trade block soon. That's probably the wildest take I've had today, but I'm serious. I'm 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 thinking of it. I'm thinking of it. Next overreaction. Speaking of quarterbacks, is Deshaun Watson back now? For two weeks I've said, where is the real Deshaun Watson at? I've been waiting for this. I, I've literally been waiting for this. I predicted Tennessee to win this game because I said Watson is probably not gonna be very good. Tennessee's gonna find a way to make this game close. And none of that happened. Cleveland put their foot down on the Titans. They said, we're the better team. Go fuck yourselves. They literally said this. They literally did this today. And the Browns, I'm impressed by them. They had a statement win in week one. They came back down to earth in week two because of their offense. But hell, they 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 looked awesome. They looked awesome against this uh, Tennessee Titans team. Who obviously is not that impressive, but I expected them to be at least in the game. And both sides of the ball, I mean, everything went, for the most part, a lot of stuff went well. Yes, the Browns did not run the ball the way they would have hoped for. But when Deshaun Watson looks like he's back, he throws for 289, two touchdowns. He has 123 passer rating. That's very, I mean, I don't, let me tell you something. Ask a Browns fan. If they care that they ran the ball that well today or not. All they care about is their quarterback. The guy that gave uh, I mean, a whole boatload of money to. Played like the guy that they gave a whole boatload of money to. He played like he was him. He played like Deshaun Watson. And I think that's all they care about right now. If he plays like that, they are a threat in the AFC. He plays like he's played the last two weeks. They're just mid. They're, they're just going to be 9-8. and eight. Trying to sneak into the playoffs. What a performance. Their defense was all over Tannehill. Tannehill was sacked five times today. Miles Garrett was, I mean, 
he, he looks like one of the leading candidates for defensive player of the year. He's been amazing. Uh, th- I mean, their run defense as well is what kind of surprised me how great they were too. Well, it doesn't, didn't surprise me, but just how dominant they were. They only let Derrick Henry rush for 20 yards on 11 carries. It was it was a great game. Again, they did not run the ball they wish the way the way they wished they would have. But anytime you play a run defense like the Tennessee Titans, that's what's going to happen. But they they took advantage of that weak secondary, the weak pass defense of the Tennessee Titans. They took advantage of it. And that's that's the best thing you can say right now. Great win. Amari Cooper had 116 receiving yards and a touchdown. Elijah Moore made some great plays. Donovan Peoples-Jones made great plays. Great day for the Browns. Great overall performance by the Browns. You couldn't have asked for more. They don't have a whole lot of performances like this, unless it's the Bengals every time, but great performance by the Browns. If Deshaun Watson plays like that every week, oh boy, watch out, NFL. Um... I already talked about the Bears. I already talked about the Bears. And I already did talk briefly about the Denver Broncos. So here's another one. This is not, this is actually not going to be an overreaction. This is more of just talking about it. Are the Lions and Packers on a collision course in the NFC North? So both teams won. Great wins. The Packers obviously had a... Went through hell and back to win this game. But both teams won. The Detroit Lions defeated the Atlanta Falcons today, guys. Oh, shit. Uh, excuse me. I was, try- I was trying to see the stats for the game. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons defeated the Detroit Lions. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, this happens. Anytime it's late at night, this is going to happen. Uh, the Detroit Lions defeat the Atlanta Falcons today, 20-6. to Dominant performance, I would say. I feel like the um, the Lions let the Falcons hang around a little bit too much in this game. It felt like this game was thirteen to three for the longest, but they let they did let them hang around. I was scared about that initially. I said, "Hey, they're kind of playing around." This is literally what fucked the Packers up last week. They they let the Falcons hang around too long, and the Falcons eventually got them. But the Lions, even after letting them hang around, their defense was so dominant today. Super, super dominant. After looking like garbage, basically, it felt like last week. What a performance they had. The offense looked good. I don't want to say they looked dominant, but they looked good. And it was the win. It was the kind of win they wanted. I thought it would be a closer win, but no, they, they put their foot down today. The Detroit Lions looked like the real deal. They outgained the Falcons 358 to 183. They outgained them by almost 160 yards today. They here's the here's really what won them the game. Here's really take a look at this stat, guys. The Falcons were, in my opinion, they were the best running team in the league the first two seasons. They only rushed for forty four yards today. You re, you heard that right? The Falcons only rushed for forty four yards. Give the Lions some credit for that. Give the Lions some credit, and they got to the quarterback. They got to the quarterback. Again, something they could not do last week against the Seahawks. Something that ended up fucking them over so bad. They got to the quarterback. Even with all the fucking penalties. Because that's one thing that killed them today. The Lions. They did have so much penalties. They had the interception. But their defense was so good today. 
that was what's crazy. Their defense was so good. And eventually the run the run game ended up getting better. Jameer Gibbs, after a slow start, was able to pick up the pace after a while. But the fact that they only let Bijan Robinson rush for 33 yards on 10 carries and Algier only 12 yards on 7 carries, it's incredible. How well they played. And 7 sacks on Desmond Ritter. 7 sacks. That is that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Look, I didn't expect Desmond Ritter to do a whole lot in this game either, either way. But that's that's crazy. That's crazy. That that's a good way. That's a good way to win. Kyle Pitts finally has got involved in the offense. He had 41 yards for Atlanta. But other than that, it would just, everybody felt like they were not relevant in this game. It was just it was a it was a rough game for the Falcons. They don't look so good when they're not running the ball, but Sometimes when you don't have a, a a franchise quarterback necessarily, no offense to Desmond Ritter, but I don't think he's he, he's not it. You have to rely on the run game. You will run. You will. I want to say run. You will live and die by the run game. And today they died. They couldn't do anything with it. Amonra St. Brown had 102 receiving yards for Detroit. Sam Laporta, the tight end, the rookie tight end, had 84 yards. On eight receptions and a touchdown. Especially that big play they had. Great win for Detroit. Their divisional rivals. They didn't have an easy path today. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, they didn't have a great... It was not easy for the Green Bay Packers today. In Lambeau Field, their home opener. They were getting beat around by the Saints. And their defense. They were up 17 to nothing. That's literally what the game and the scoreboard was for the most part. Look, I th- I think really when this changed was Derek Carr's injury. Derek Carr's injury, and let you know. Let me backtrack a little bit. The Packers won today. They won eighteen to seventeen. They won by one point against the Saints. It was a come from behind win. Eighteen unanswered points. They were down seventeen to nothing going into the fourth quarter, and they went and scored eighteen unanswered. Jordan Love looked. Average. He looked below average for the entirety of this game until the fourth quarter. Very, very clutch. That is the best way to rebound from a bad game to literally end on the high note, on a real high note. But but like I was saying, this game literally changed in the third quarter when Derek Carr went out and James Winston came in. And James Winston wasn't wasn't very bad, but let's let's not sugarcoat it. These guys did not score a single point in the second half, the Saints. The Packers in that fourth quarter were just flat out dominant. And again, they could not run the ball well in this game. They didn't even get to over 100 rushing yards. They missed Aaron Jones' absence. They missed, I mean, they missed a lot of guys, okay? A lot of these guys were game time decisions, and Watson couldn't play again. Aaron Jones couldn't play again. Hell, Jair Alexander couldn't play today. I mean, a lot of guys were missing for these guys, uh, for the Green Bay Packers, but. The way they played, how gutsy they were at the end of this game. Um, remember, they had the, um, what was it? They had the touchdown. Wait, I'm, I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think real quick. No, they had a field goal. It was 17-3. Then they scored a touchdown, and they went for two. And at that time, I didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with it, but okay, they got the two, and they made it 17-11. to So they... When they ended up scoring again late in the game, late in the fourth quarter, excuse me, when they scored again very late in the fourth, 
They went up 18 to 17. And, and look, the Saints didn't do themselves any favors either. The missed field goal is going to haunt them. And the Packers, I mean, they'll take the win any way they could. Anytime you're down 17 into the fourth quarter, you'll take it. Great win. Jordan Love, gutsy performance at the end. It was. Uh, it was. It really was at the end. The receivers who were dropping, it felt like they were dropping catch after catch. The receivers were not. It was not a pretty day to be a Green Bay Packers receiver today. It felt like Jaden Reed could not could not get anything today, but he made he made some clutch he made a clutch uh, catch at the end of the game. Romeo Dubs is Romeo Dubs as well. Again, it was not a it was not a great day for the when it comes to the quarterback receiver connection, but they make plays when they had to at the end of that game. And it's it's starting to feel like the Packers and the Lions are the two best teams in that division. Obviously, <laughs> duh. But no, really, they are. They really are. Like they, they these two teams are probably going to end up on a collision course, perhaps. But I, I think Detroit's just a little better. They're more they're more consistent. You know what you're going to get out of. I don't think I don't think Jordan Love can play like how he did today against Detroit. So. I don't know, Green Bay, maybe maybe they're not on the collision course with Detroit, but Green Bay is probably going to give them some fits down the road. And they need to get healthy. My God, they need to get healthy. <laughs> but moving on. The New York Jets dropped to 1-2 and two after losing 15-10 to 10 at home today to their arch nemesis. I don't, when was the last time they beat the Patriots? I know it's a big streak. I know it's a long streak. They they have not beat the Patriots in many years. It's hard to believe, but I'm being for real. They have not. And the streak continued today. 15-10 to 10 in a game that should not have been that close late in the game. But the Patriots figured literally figured a way to make it close. I think they, it, was, it couldn't have been a Patriots game in 2023 if the, if the game's not close. Apparently... At least in the post-Tom Brady era. But the Jets... Look, they lost 15-10. to 10. This was not that close. The Jets' offense, again, struggled. Zach Wilson couldn't do anything. This offense could not do anything. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. They could I mean, it, it, it's tough. If you're a Jets fan... And you're watching this. I mean, you. I think they have the worst offense in the league right now. I mean, who 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 is the worst offense in the league right now? I mean, they are so bad right now. They are so bad. As a matter of fact, yeah, they are the second. Actually, they're the worst offense in the league. I'm not going to conclude the Bengals because they've played a game less. They're the worst offense in football right now. Shocker, right? Shocker. And last week I gave them a little bit of a pass because their defense was so bad as well. But you can't give them a pass every week. They had 171 total yards today. 38 rushing yards and that is really what surprised me. They can't run the ball. They can't run the ball, they can't throw the ball. Zach Wilson will get all the blame and maybe deservingly so. He can't move he can't move the offense down the field. But the Jets are just... And look, 
the yeah, I'm not going to go too far on that. The Jets just suck right now. And their offense is really the major problem. On offense, it's horrible to watch. They cannot do anything. They cannot do anything. They can't get a first down to save their lives. Two for 14. Two for 14 on third down. That's a terrible number. 14% on third down. Zach Wilson had 157 passing yards. It looked like he had 100. It looked like he couldn't do anything besides maybe one drive. He was under pressure the whole game. I know the receivers had to be frustrated. He couldn't get in sync with the receivers. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall both had 18 yards, respectively. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cruel. By the way, the Patriots outgained them. Not not only did they outgain them massively, but the run game for the New England Patriots, it made them look... I mean, they looked awesome compared to the Jets. I'm saying that because the Patriots, going into this game, could not run the ball either. Meanwhile, Ezekiel Elliott goes for 80 yards today. Ramondre Stevenson has 59. Maybe not, not a crazy stat line, but you get the point. Yes, the Patriots' offense did stall, okay? They did, they did start to stall. They couldn't get a touchdown in the second half. And yeah, Mac Jones, it, it was not pretty. Like th- Their offense it was not pretty to watch today, uh, watch today either for the New England Patriots. But the, the Jets will be a big storyline. Zach Wilson is not the guy. Robert Sala, after the game, was defending him and saying he is the guy that gives him the best chance to win. And, and maybe he's being for real. Maybe he's honest about it. I don't know what the hell goes on in practice, but maybe he's being honest about it. But if he's the best they got, if he's the best option they have to win at quarterback, oh, this this team is done this year. I mean, they can't win games like this. It's games like this that gave them the best best chance, you know? And, you know, a lot of big defensive slugfests are going to be obviously they're they're going to be either won or lost but I thought this was the kind of game they were going to be able to win and they did not go that way and now the quarterback is just it's all in the quarterback and deservingly so it's tough it is rough as for the Patriots I don't want to spend too much time on the Jets but the Patriots look their offense I'm not I'm not gonna crap on their offense too much because they did play a good defense the problem was they stalled too much they played a good defense, they ended up, but they ended up having to settle for four field goals and only made two of them. Like This game probably should not have been that close. But their defense is spectacular. Like I thought the Jets would at least have a couple bigger plays or run the ball. No, they didn't let them run the ball at all. They did not give them anything in the run game. Christian Gonzalez is one of the leading candidates for defensive rookie of the year. He's been spectacular at corner. The Patriots' defense is nothing to play around with. That defense is going to keep them in every game, regardless of who they play. The guys, they've played Philadelphia and Miami, two of the top five teams in the league right now, and they played them very closely. And if it wasn't for their offense, it really, really, if it was not for their offense, they would have won those two games. And then they won today. So the Patriots have been quite impressive. For a 1-2 and two team, the Patriots are impressive. It's, it's about now being able to string wins now. But their defense, oof, they're going to be a top five defense at the end of the year at this point. They're really, really good. I've been very impressed.
Um, yeah, the Jets have a long season to look forward to. Oh, it's it's tough. It's tough to lose a game you you know you could have had at the end, but your offense is just has nothing to show. They can't even blue ball you. They they, the Jets offense doesn't even do enough to blue ball you. They do nothing. Nothing. Um. What else was I gonna What was I gonna say? The Commanders, the Titans, and the Saints—they all came back down to earth today. I I talked about the Titans a little bit. Their offense just stinks. Actually, as a matter of fact, pretty much their whole team stinks. But they literally—I mean—they just got outplayed so bad. It's the worst case scenario for a, a Titans game in twenty twenty three. Last week was what they look like when they at their, when they're at their best, and today was like what they look like when they're. When they're at their worst. And it, it was ugly to watch. When Derrick Henry can't get going the way you would have hoped for. Yeah, you're not going to do a whole lot. Derrick Henry, again, he only had 20 rushing yards today. Ryan Tannehill got sacked five times behind that putrid offensive line. The Tennessee Titans thankfully play in such a shit division. An unstable division, maybe I should say. It's not that bad as you would think anymore. So they'll still have a chance, okay? Um, the commanders, though, they they got their ass whooped, and and I'll say this, I'll, I'll say this about the commanders: the game was sixteen nothing going into the fourth quarter. They had a shot to make this game close. They had a shot to make this game close. They could not do anything on offense. Well, let me rephrase that: they couldn't stop turning the ball over. Five turnovers, I think they had in this game. Look, when you play, when you're the underdog, when you and you're a big underdog too. You have to rule number one. You have to not turn the ball over. You're already you're already at a disadvantage because the other team's more talented than you, and you know has a better quarterback than you, and has better coach than you, and has look okay that's okay maybe I'm shitting on Washington, but point being is when the other team is just flat out better than you, you have to. Not turn the ball over. You're just giving them more already than what they have. Again, you're already at a disadvantage. And that's not what they did. They turned the ball over. It was, it was like a million times. They lost. They had one fumble. And Sam Howell threw for four picks. That is ugly. They were one for nine on third down. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Their offense didn't do anything. Okay. They they got outgained by a hundred forty six yards. Again, not okay. The run game was contained today. They didn't have a great day running the ball like they did last week. But Sam Howell was Sam Howell is the one who really came back down to earth. Now yes, the Buffalo Bills are awesome. Josh Allen, and he's got weapons everywhere. But Washington. Could, first of all, they could not stop the big plays. They could not stop Stephon Diggs. It felt like he was open on every play. They could not stop the run game. James Cook had about 100 rushing yards today. Josh Allen, on Josh, even Josh Allen, he had uh, three carries, 46 yards, and he had a touchdown. So they didn't do a, well, a good job stopping the run, but the, the, the freaking turnovers, the, the interceptions... Just kept messing them up. Remember, they even forced a pick on Josh Allen. They just did not play a clean game of football. They got embarrassed at home. In the fourth quarter especially, they just melted down. They, they got outscored 21-3 to in the fourth. It's tough. Washington, 
Washington will be in the mix, in my opinion, for the playoffs. Yes, I, I'm still saying that. I think they'll be in the mix. But they did get exposed today by a much better team. By the way, their offensive line, awful too. Yes, I know the Bills are a great team overall. But anytime your quarterback is getting sacked, first of all, your quarterback was already bad enough today. He threw four picks. But when your quarterback is getting sacked nine times, <laughs> that's a, I thought that was fake. He got sacked nine times today. So with all things said and done, the commanders, I mean, they were bad on all sides of the ball, but their offense was so bad today. Was so bad today and, and now they have to start to consider Sam Howell is just probably not that guy for them but again they're two and one once this once this turns into like they're on uh, a problem where they're under 500 oh that's when they'll really start to do something um yeah I think for the most part that is it for me today um Pittsburgh is almost I don't want to say they're about to win. Fuck no, I'm not going to say that, but they're up 23 to 15 on the Raiders late in the fourth quarter. Um they might pull away with the win. <laughs> they're about to pull away with the win. They've been I guess you could say they've both been even today. I mean tonight. But they're probably going to end up pulling. They're probably going to end up pulling away with the win. If it wasn't for the two Raider interceptions, they I mean, we we could be talking about something different. Their defense came up, has come up big so far today. So we'll see if they end up being able to close this game out. But other than that, for me, you guys, I will. I'll probably talk about this game. I'll probably recap a little bit of this game with the Monday night football games on Tuesday night, and um, yeah, and I'll, I also preview Thursday night's game between I believe it's Detroit and Green Bay. A good, that's a pretty good divisional matchup. But again. That's it for me tonight. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Enjoyed the great college football games that were on on Saturday. They were good. And the Sunday slate for today. And I hope everybody enjoys the Monday night games tomorrow and has a great rest of the week. I will see y'all back Tuesday night. This slime is officially out.